podcast content. Yes. I thought you were going to play the Moscow. Moscow, Moscow. <laughs> I'm sure you have it. All right, enough of that. <laughs> that one would fit this movie a lot better. <laughs> so if you haven't what? guessed what we're talking about. Oh, uh, stop. <laughs> stop cheating, Adam. It's not oh. fair. <laughs> Joe's already oh. here. Oh, sorry. We are talking Soviet Union and the history of the Soviet Union. Right. Lots, of, lots and lots of potatoes. Lots of potatoes. And, and vodka. Potatoes and, and vodka. And, and rip off superheroes of Captain America. Rip off Smirnoff. <laughs> that was an excellent reverb. Thank you. As many hours of practice. So yes, Black Widow. Yep. Very Russian themed. Uh-huh. Russian family ties, basically. <laughs> That's true. Don't don't slouch. <laughs> and then after we talk about that, we talk about the glorious purpose. You will pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge, edge, edge. Is that Damon? Ah, <laughs> uh, so appropriate. <laughs> Let's get um, this out of the way. Spoilers! 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 Okay. Yes, as usual. As we do. As we, we do. We want. Yes. Don't listen to this crap till you've seen the crap. Yes. Okay. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. Okay. And welcome back. Who saw this in a theater like a man? Me. Me. I did. We all did. Mm-hmm. We are all men. We all did. Good we, job. We are, we are all men. We are men. We're men, we're men in tights. Oh, what? We roam through the forest looking for fights. Yes. We may look like pansies, but watch what you say or else we'll put out your lights. <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute, was that a sound or Joe? <laughs> it ended up being Joe. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite Mel Brooks film? What? Um, what? This is a young Frankenstein. Oh, oh God. Um, uh, Spaceballs. I kind of want to say Spaceballs, too, because that's the most well-known one that I've watched. There goes the planet. Spaceballs. I I think Robin Hood Men in Tights may be the most well-known. True. Both of those those are at the very top of my list for Mel Brooks movies. I like it, too, but Spaceballs makes me laugh more. True. Except that except that Robin Hood Man in Tights always reminds me of Sword with Man Big. (laughs) (laughs) Just great. That is true. Uh, None of his films are bad. I mean, Blazing Saddles is good. Where are the white women at? I will say some of the other ones are far harder to get through, even though they're good. Because Josh actually gave me, uh, let me borrow the entire Mel Brooks collection hey speaking of the funny old jew jackie mason died did he really yeah oh, no. 93 93 years old Jeez. wait who am i thinking of jackie he's the guy that was in caddyshack yep. oh yeah well, i was thinking of Caddy- jackie gleason Jack and i was like jackie gleason died years ago 
No, Jack okay. and Mason. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Anyway, wow. back to Russia. All right, I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Go ahead. There was a full moon last night, I think. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's about to be a full moon right now. Well, I, I also take I also take this random rambling on how badly we don't want to talk about Black Widow. <laughs> or I actually I'll go ahead and easily and very gladly be the odd man out here. I loved it. It was exactly what I expected it to be, and it was nothing more, and it was certainly nothing less. <laughs> That's definitely true. What's the rewatchability factor for you? Oh, I'd, I'd totally rewatch it again, if for nothing else, but for Hopper as uh, um, Russian cat. Oh. <laughs> I think uh, he annoyed the me the most. Dynamo to you. That's what? That's the Crimson Dynamo to you. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, comrade. It is Red Guardian. Uh, I'll start there um, with the rewatchability. <clears throat> so I saw it in theater, but my family all got it on their our, our Disney account because it apparently shares to all of them. Mm-hmm. So you buy them all. So plus to uh, Disney for doing that instead of you know doing the money grab with every single account needs to. That'd be crazy, right? So, and it actually had a um, watch together. So four of the accounts could watch it at once, and everybody shared like the ability to pause and stuff. And I thought that was that's pretty cool. that's really neat. I really like that. Unless so, you have that one dick in the family that just keeps saying pause and because you think it's funny. <laughs> and so they watched it. I was actually at down at Joe's visiting, and we were playing Town of Salem, and I was just listening to the movie. <laughs> I wasn't watching it, but it was fun just listening to it again. So, so that was your second time. Yeah, and I meant to go back this week and watch it again, and I just didn't get the time. I probably will, just to look for some details and stuff like that, but I, I enjoyed it. I'm like Joe. I I thought it would be, you know, the fill-in story and finish up the Natasha arc and, you know, bring in her family, and I kind of thought they would go with the Rogue One route and just kill them all, <laughs> and I'm kind of glad they didn't because I think they can do some stuff with those characters still. Well, certainly her sister will probably see again. <clears throat> oh, yes. yeah, God, I hope so. I'm always down to see some Florence Pugh. Pugh? Pugh. Florence Pugh. Her name Florence. is Pugh. I know. Pugh, Pugh. Florence Pugh. Weird Pugh. She should have spelled it P-E-W. Hello. Pugh. Missed Pugh. opportunity, lady. Florence Pugh. What? Pugh Pugh. <laughs> oh dear god you're gonna have a blast uh editing this one nope not editing it <laughs> nope <laughs> screw it this one's just going up <laughs> yep that's, that's that's totally fair cut the end cut the so, end off right. cut the beginning off so i liked it adam enjoyed it let's let's go ahead and hear from the naysayers now <laughs> you I assume i'm like gonna be a naysayer part. <laughs> because th- that seems to be like this there seems to be a, a recurring theme on Jasper lately like Adam and I are like oh yeah it's good and decent and you guys are like hated it <laughs> hated <laughs> it hashtag hated it no that's I that's an old school one what was that in living color oh uh, yeah sounds like it yeah it, yeah it was hated it anyway um, go ahead no I didn't hate it um Parts of it I didn't like. Parts of it I, I was entertained by. Um, when you were talking about the Crimson Dynamo, <laughs> he started out as like 
I thought, okay, this guy's going to be a really badass character. And then he turned into a parody. And it was like, uh, when, when he comes home at the beginning of the movie and says, we have to go and he's all business. He's all like, you know, protective father talking with the KGB or whoever it was that, you know, came to pick him up. And, and then he spoke in perfect English. And then he all of a sudden drops into the stereotypical Russian, like half English, very heavy accent and acting like he doesn't know where he is half the time. And I just thought, why, why did they do that? I didn't even pick up on that. That's interesting. Yeah. Like you you notice when he's in the jail and he's talking to people and he's bragging about beating Captain America when Captain America was actually in the ice still. And everything was like the stereotypical, I beat Captain with, with one hand, you know, like, you know, talking like that when in the movie he was speaking perfect English with no accent, perfect vocabulary. Okay. Like you, you wouldn't know that. I don't know. Yeah. It just, he was very inconsistent to me and it kind of bugged yeah. me. Although he did have one really great scene with Florence Pugh in the bedroom there where she was talking about. Whoa, you know, I missed that scene. <laughs> not that way. Oh, okay. But, you know, when they were sitting down and they were, she was telling him about, you yes, know, how he was good. never around when they were kids and, you know. The father-daughter moment. The father-daughter moment, yes. That was well done. Um, I listened to um, David Harbour interview, and he was talking about that scene. It was his idea to do the song, the American Pie. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's cool. It was pretty cool. I mean that that makes the scene. So I don't know where that scene was supposed to go without it. Yikes! Mm. <laughs> um, and the accent thing was actually another thing that he talked about. He wanted to do every scene where Russians were talking to each other, all in subtitles, and everyone speaking Russian. Oof! I would and, not have hated that. I uh, think that would have well, been more appropriate. Technically, it is more appropriate, and it is the right call. But technically. The answer that Feige gave him was, um, we're trying to sell this to the whole world, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. In so, the, so you translation, the like translation. Idiots. The mouse Sorry. wasn't going to ask its Chinese overlords if they want to read a movie. <laughs> Bazinga. There so. you go. That's it. Yeah. And I had a theory while watching this. Joe and I were talking about this a little. I, I'm wondering if the Captain America thing Maybe that may be a hint that we're going to see Cap, who went back in time. Maybe they interacted a little. Mm, that's a good point. Really did fight Captain America. I have a different theory on that one. He could be making it up because it seems like his character would do that. That's kind of the way I feel because you know because if he did fight Captain America, those other people wouldn't have been like. But he was still in the ice at that point. <laughs> yeah, and they had, they had the guy specifically say that. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like. That's just a weird. I don't know. We'll we'll find out eventually. What's I'm your sure. theory, Jared? My theory is it, is it was technically the the black Captain America. What Sam? No, the one that they oh. found in Sam and Buck. Oh, um, oh, um, yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> gosh, yeah, yeah, what's his name that ended up being the first black super soldier? Oh yeah, maybe. Maybe is that uh, maybe he was fighting him and didn't realize it wasn't actually the real Captain America. 
possible. Because that would have allowed. See, so the, the, this will this will let you, Joe. This will let you figure out how I feel about the movie. If <clears throat> this was aired in the right order, him Which saying that would have been Black Which Widow first, Cap and yes. Buck second. Yes. You would have had. You would have come out yeah. going, "Well, did he really fight Captain America?" Mm. Only to watch Cap and Buck and go, "Oh, there was another Captain America." Mm. Oh, well, maybe he was actually fighting a Captain America. Well, that still doesn't make much sense because <clears throat> Captain Buck clearly comes after Endgame, and this movie is set between Civil War and Infinity War. Well, the problem is, is in I'm not worried about chronological order. I'm worried about actual order order. Yeah like when yeah, it was shown because they're so my, my biggest problem, my biggest problem with this movie is I liked it, but I hated the fact that it took so long for it to come out. So it was tainted immediately for me. Tainted. So I can sit down and I like the story. I like the fact that they wrapped up Natasha's backstory and gave her at least one solo movie of her own, which was cool. But at this point, it seems like a waste because this now this year is so freaking overloaded with content that it's out of place. Well, see, I, I kind of disagree with you, and here's why. Uh, Adam and I were actually talking about this, and I personally have the opposite opinion. I think that it worked to this movie's benefit to have it backed up because this would have absolutely gotten lost in the fray had it come out between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, but I'm not even worried about that because that's not when it was scheduled to come out. It was filmed after Infinity War and Endgame. You so, mean come out last year? Jerry? Yeah, if yeah. if it had come out when it was theatrically was supposed to have come out, oh, okay. it was filling a void. There was ah. no Marvel, no Marvel content la- going to be even pre-COVID. That was basically going to be your only Marvel content for the year, and it would have no, filled the void and got us through getting to fall when other stuff was scheduled, but there was yeah. no springtime schedule besides you had Spider-Man that came out right after Endgame in the fall. And then this was supposed to be in the spring to get us through to the start of the new phase. But now we're now knee deep in the, the next phase wow. already. And now it's coming out where it really doesn't fall in line with anything. That's it's, it's a past story that should have filled a gap before new story to me. So that's my problem. That's my biggest problem with it. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I get that. And also it, you can see it by the way that they filmed it. Concepts like the, a different captain America, other than Steve Rogers, the, the chick that talks to the, her sister at the end, all of that was supposed to show up before you saw uh, Falcon and Buck. Uh, I don't think the Val scene. The Val scene the- was in was in Black Widow before they decided to put Black, uh, Val in uh, Buck and Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, because they act. The director of Falcon and Winter Soldier came out and said he didn't even know that scene was in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was set up so they were going to introduce Val before she ever got put in Captain. I, I have heard that as well. In Sam and Buck. So it's one of those things where, like, because it happened out of order, certain things don't show up when they, like, not chronologically, but at least normally in the way the theatrical release, the theater and scheduling would have released, things didn't show up in the order they should have. 
So we're yeah. getting this. We're getting storylines that they're trying to push this plot, and they're out of order now. So it would have established that uh, Madame Hydra, or whoever she turns out to be, would have actually been involved in the story much earlier than even Infinity War. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. It also point. It also means that when they introduce her in Falcon and Bucky, there would have been no question on what side she was on. Yeah, that's true. Because you would have already known she was on she was on the wrong side of things because she's sending Natasha's sister after uh, Clint. Yeah. So you would have known as soon as she showed up. Oh my God, this is going to be a bad guy, and yeah. she's going to try to turn the new cap or the it, agent, in the, whatever. In the, in the grand scheme of things, though, it's 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 not too bad though. It, they haven't really messed stuff up. Especially since they're about to really mess things up on purpose. <laughs> well, and the, so the other thing—the other thing to consider mm-hmm. there is you remember how I remember how that Falcon Winter Soldier were, was the show that I disliked the most out of the out of the shows that they've released because of the slowness and the no the the lack of questions and the last lack of making me want to watch making me wish I had another episode to watch when I ended the episode when they were airing week to week if we had known about val when she showed up that would have been a well what is she going to do that would have given fuel to make you want to find out what she's doing behind the scenes if you'd known she was a bad guy from the start Hmm. so you can kind of still say that now like you still really don't know what she's going to do we just assume she's making the thunderbolts basically with all these anti-heroes mm. or the dark Avengers, as some people think it's going to be. I don't think, I don't uh, think they're going to go yeah. that weird. The obsession <clears throat> with dark. Yes. Um, Isaiah Bradley, by the way, is yes, the, uh, the black ca- captain America. Yes. So, I do like that theory. Um, I had a thought while you were talking about, you know, um, when they like open a restaurant and they have like friends and family come, mm-hmm. it's called a soft open. Yep. Um, yes. I think coming back from COVID, having this be the first big movie that comes back, when most people are still not going back to theaters, this see, was the soft the, open. see the box office numbers for Black Widow, <laughs> which sucks. and and how this one. story doesn't really yeah. continue the story other than a couple of characters. Um, it just sort of ties up Natasha's. It's kind of it kind of fits for being the first one back because it's like. Kind of a Bro. fluff movie, in a way. Yeah, and our next one is Shang-Chi, which is just an origin story. So that's a next. That's a good next step, I think. But, um, I mean, you and I were talking about, Adam, you and I were talking about, mentioned, you were talking about this beforehand. Mm-hmm. If they had released it last year and did like what Tenet did, where it was in theaters for six months. Yeah. I it, think it that would have actually been a better filler than them releasing it now as a soft <laughs> open. Yeah. Yep. Because their TV is, to me, the TV is the soft open to get people to go back to watch major motion pictures. In I the have theater. a theory about the, um, the Marvel TV shows, though. I think the reason they didn't make these things very long is they weren't sure how people were going to respond to these. Now, shame on them. It's a good Marvel product. What do you think people are going to do? Yeah. But. I think they were very iffy on, we can't make a full-on reoccurring TV show, and we're not going to call them miniseries because we might want to continue them if people like them, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, I really think the people at 
Marvel Studios were like, we want to do these stories in between, especially for characters like Sam and Buck and Loki and Wanda and Vision, who have, they talk about in all the uh, behind the scenes shows on there, about how all these characters have like an hour or two in these 23 movies together. Like they have no screen time, mm-hmm. basically. So it's a really awesome avenue, which is why television is I, I'm I'm leaning towards television is better than movies anymore because you oh, get sure. to be slow and expand on people's characters. Or at least it has the potential to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely the potential. <laughs> There's plenty it's not of guaranteed. discovery. It is not guaranteed. Yeah. So um I don't know what I was saying, but yeah. That I, I think they were just sort of scared of what to do with these. And I think when we start seeing some of these shows come back for another quote unquote season, that they probably will be longer. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, ten a 10 episode season. Now, granted, because WandaVision was about that long. Like, I think it was yeah. one episode short of 10. Mm-hmm. But the first two episodes were 20 minute comedies. You know? True. And I mean, I don't even mind that. The I don't even mind that particularly all that much Mm -hmm. because it was a good setup to get you like i said like with with loki and everything it was a good way to get you enticed to want to keep watching it make them short give you a bunch of questions and then yeah i know (laughs) i didn't actually say anything about loki yet so i'm i'm holding my tongue on loki we're getting there so it's like Loki is definitely the show, definitely the part of this podcast I want to talk most about because it's, I loved it. So, nope. Loki, Loki ish, uh, ushers in. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We've already done that. We've like five times. This is all spoilers all the time. Remember me? All the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want me to do sound effects? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> Saying at the beginning, <laughs> we are all spoilers all the time. Spoiler, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I thought uh, that, um, uh, I thought uh, that there, it, at too many points, Black Widow was not the star of her own movie. I think I don't think she was necessarily supposed to be. Well, yeah, it, it I mean, like her it. name is in the title, so you kind of expect, you know. Ah, but that's the misnomer. They were all heroes. Exactly. Uh oh, retard alert! I did. I did like the uh, the the um, double turn on the audience, where you thought that uh, her mom had actually turned everyone in, and then they revealed in like little flashbacks that you know this was their plan all along, and I think that was fun. Rachel Vice. Oh, Rachel Rachel Vice. She is what was that from? Inception. Mm, you know where it's from. She is Inception. <laughs> she is Lazars. Lazars. So, so I watched the honest trailer for Black Widow, and he points out a plot, a a consistent plot in Marvel movies, where every movie ends up with them on some flying ship. And even at Black Widow, they end up on that the the red room is flying technically. Yeah, how about that <laughs> gigantic place taking about an hour to fall to the ground? <laughs> it's cool. My question about the red room is, 
how the hell did they keep that thing secret? Exactly. Until- mm-hmm. It's just I mean, shrouded I'm by pretty- clouds. It's inside a cloud. You can't tell. <laughs> oh, clouds are stationary. <laughs> <laughs> it made its own cloud. I thought it was pretty cool that they're like, hey, the red room never went away. Pretty cool underground thing. Hmm. The floating fortress, eh, not the best decision. But it looked cool, and it made for a really sweet ending sequence where everybody's falling, and Taskmaster's like, I'm going to kill you! Oh, speaking of falling, I think I think Natasha's outfit has, like, plus 100 feather falling, because she does not take fall damage. Dude, speaking of <laughs> Natasha falling, funniest funniest <laughs> part of that whole movie is when her sister keeps making fun of her about the way yes. that she, like, does that crouch down and head hair flip. The superhero yeah. landing, and then basically. she does then it she, once. Then she eventually does it, and yeah. she's like, "Ugh." No, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Little little tease there. You, you always do this weird pose. Why why do you do that? Speaking of Natasha's um, outfits, lack of better term, uh, if you go back and watch this movie, count how many times they zoom in on her butt. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. The whole beginning of the movie went after once they got past the scene where they were children. It was so freaking gratuitous. I was like, "This is are you and kidding me?" What? The director of this movie is a woman. Yeah, and and <laughs> she even did an interview before the movie came out where she talked about how her character was sexualized early on. I was like, "Have you seen this movie?" <laughs> That's I'm like, there are lots of close-ups of. I'm not complaining. But... No, I'm not complaining at all. I just I'm saying I'm calling was, out the hypocrisy. <laughs> it wasn't like once or twice. Cool. It was like. I is like ten plus. I, I I'm gonna easily go back and like yeah. It was crazy. <clears throat> I noticed it right away. We got you. Somebody pushed a button. That was Natasha. Apparently, <laughs> that was Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, oh, but yeah, the uh, well, that yeah, we've kind of made that point. Like where she, the very first scene where she's uh, going, you know trying to hide from the authorities and uh, goes to that little trailer, you know, and it's like every scene, like her climbing the steps to the trailer, you've got the camera right up against her ass. It's like, holy cow, man. <laughs> yeah, you could easily be like 50 feet away from the trailer to the side and just watch her walk in. That's yeah. cool looking. Yeah. yeah. That would be right up her butt. I mean, we did have that angle, but then we also had the other one. It angle. Was, yeah, that, that camera angle. So... As the movie starts and we're as the movie started and we're seeing young Natasha, I spent that entire time going, "Who is that girl? I know her from a movie." Which one? Young Natasha, the blue-haired girl. Okay. She was one of the red queens in uh, Resident Evil. I spent the entire first five minutes <laughs> of that movie thinking that she was the younger one. Yes, I me thought too. she was the younger one. And then, <laughs> For a moment. And, when, and then all of a sudden, I it, somebody said something different, and I went. Oh, she was the older one, and that kind of took me out of it for a minute. But yeah. she had colored hair, though. That yeah, was which killer. was weird. <laughs> but took, I was like, I was like, I've seen, I've seen that. I know that face. I can't, I couldn't picture it. It took me forever to figure out that it was actually she was younger, but she played one of the red queens from Resident Evil. Interesting. Oh, little the, the little girl, the little hologram, the girl? blue, the yeah, the hologram girl. Oh. Okay, I would never have guessed. Yeah, it's I I, I noticed the face immediately, and I was trying to figure out where. Of course, I you've remember. seen those like fifty yes, million times. Yes, because I like and, those movies. I've seen them maybe two or three times each. 
Um, <laughs> well, my wife also likes Resident Evil, so that has tendency yeah. to come up more often. Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, uh, and because there's other, most generally, most of the cast, if you've seen them before, you know where you've seen them before. So. Yeah. I mean, her, her, the, her sister was the only one I really ha- don't remember from anything. Yeah, I'm else. not sure what. Yeah. Um, or it's. It was been in. I'm gonna look. Yeah. Pew. But I did I like. Love, her, I did like her sister. I liked. I liked that back and forth between them. The I love movie. all of the little fantasy tie-ins between Stranger Things and this movie, because in the last season of Stranger Things, Sheriff uh, Sheriff Hopper gets teleported away or something, and all of a sudden now he's a <laughs> Russian superhero. <laughs> yeah. And and it was it was, it was uh, get, the people's guess was that he was teleported to Russia because they were doing the same experiment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else find it creepy and a little out of place that when they were on the airplane and the younger daughter is talking about having these horrible things done to her, like having her uterus ripped out and her fallopian tubes and all this other stuff, and it was done in a comedic fashion, and yet when Matasha was talking about it to Bruce Banner, it was a very serious, solemn moment, as one would think it should be. And in this movie, it was played off as a comedic bit. I thought that was really poorly done. Thor Ragnarok all over again. That's, yeah, that's I kind of like that. Family. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we could just make this funny, ha-ha. And it's like, and the dad is going, oh, no, I don't want to hear it, oh. It's like, this is really serious, heavy shit they did to these girls, and you're just playing it off as a comedy bit. Yeah, but you're you're thinking about that as an American, not somebody, not some crazy Russian who's been indoctrinated, which all three of them had. Into I this don't life. even think because Natasha, you know, when she told the story, like I like I said to Bruce Banner, she was very serious about it, and yeah, in this movie, it was it was played totally differently. Well, I see that because the two of them were sort of starting to become intimate, you know, at the time. And it was like a sore spot with yeah, her. But this was a girl talking to her dad. I just thought. It was not really her dad, though. <laughs> well, I'm since perfect. Yeah. I, I, I just that found that not, entire scene very creepy and uncomfortable. That didn't, that <laughs> well, that was, that was the intent. It was supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I was actually extremely surprised how funny this movie actually was. Elements of it were very funny, yes. Yeah. I thought it would be pretty darn serious the whole time, so I'm I'm glad they didn't because, I don't know, when I go to the movies, I just want to be entertained. It doesn't have to be, you know, the best, even for Marvel films. Like, obviously, I think we would all agree there are no bad MCU films. There are some good, there are some bad, there's a scale we know, but... Even this, I think, fits somewhere on the scale, and I was entertained while watching it. So, Are you not entertained? <laughs> I'm kind of seeing a trend, though. Like, I, I, want, I want to start calling this, instead of the MCU, I want to call it the MCU, because we're seeing all of these, especially in Loki, as we'll talk about, but it, we were seeing all these movies where they're taking the whole Hollywood tendency to create strong female characters by taking a traditional male style character and just casting a woman in it and writing it because about the same way middle-aged white guys such as ourselves that grew up on this are not the intended audience anymore 
Yeah, that's right. definitely but that is very true. <clears throat> there's no reason why the younger people should should you know they're being spoon fed, and I don't like. I it. don't care. So here's and we've we've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast. So sure. I won't beat this dead hell horse too much. I don't care what sex the characters are. I don't care. Uh, if you change them a little bit, like I agree that they're we're, we're dealing with some subject matter that's steeped in a lot of history. So respect it. But as long as you're producing a good story and producing it well, I don't give a damn if it's a man or a woman. As long as it's written well, that's that's well, the key. That's the problem, is you don't have very many creative people in Hollywood anymore. Right. No. Why they're all fleeing to everywhere else in the entire world except Hollywood. Right. Which, by the way, did you see uh, Netflix move their studios to New Mexico? Interesting. Why? Because um, taxes on your sucks in Atlanta, California is already horrible. So New Mexico's like, come here. And they're giving like extreme tax breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny how everyone is <laughs> getting rid yeah. of their business. Have you so, have you also noticed that at the end of everything that Disney has put out in the last two years, it's all still being filmed in Georgia? And yeah. Yeah. they made that whole stink of we're not doing any filming in Georgia because of the heartbeat bill. Uh, well, well, this was apparently they didn't do any of that. Yeah. It was just all more virtue signaling and posturing. They've got, they've got a lot of studios built there now. They're not just going to up and move. No, right. they never were. Yeah. Uh-uh. They might slowly do it over time for the money. They would never do it for any sort of stance on any issue. No, it's yeah. just it's just so hilarious to me. The entire the entire left's love affair with Big Corp now, and no when just like what like eight years ago they were wanting to burn down Wall Street, and now they just can't <laughs> genuflect enough in front of these big corporations. Well, and now they're more heavily involved in Wall Street than ever. Yeah. Anyway, and like I said, there's nobody big enough to make Disney to hold their feet to the fire over what they said about who Georgia, was it so. that what, was one of, was it, it was one of you guys that put a graph in the Jasp chat a long time ago. That like showed it was a like a visual chart that showed all of the subset companies that are actually under the Disney umbrella, and it is oh, absurd. I remember that. Well, yes, that might be me. More <laughs> that You're the me. one that put it up. It might have been. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it was insane. Yes. But yeah. No, Black Widow. I liked it. It was entertaining as hell. Um, I again, I didn't have much of an expectation going into it. I, I don't feel bad at all. Like, I wasted my money. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I got a couple of great laughs. There was good action sequences. I mean, it, it checked all the boxes that I have for a Marvel movie. Dude, Joe Joe and I went and saw it when I was in Georgia in the biggest theater you can find outside of an IMAX. And yeah. that was packed. Was it? Yep. Good. Yeah, it was packed. It felt like, hey, this is the real world again. We yeah, went and uh, what did we see it on, a Sunday or a Saturday? Sunday, because I thought we were recording that afternoon. Oh, that's right. And then, uh, but there was maybe. But I mean, we went to a matinee. We didn't it, go to a Right. Normal. It was Sunday morning. So, but Ours there was, was a still, matinee as well. I would say there was still probably two or three dozen people in there. Yeah, there wasn't that. There wasn't a it lot was, of people. It was a big theater. There wasn't a lot of people, but it was more than I expected to see on a Sunday morning given the last 15 <laughs> months or Columbus, so. Columbus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Where Columbus, yeah. Still terrified of everything. <clears throat> So, don't kill me. Okay, here's a spoiler. You want this spoiler? Sure. sure. Regarding Hawkeye series, oh boy. guess how many episodes Yelena is in? <laughs> uh, three. 
I'll just say more than one, so she's in it. Hmm. I figured. How many episodes of the show are there? Six. There's six. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now it's more than six. More than six. She's in more than six. <laughs> well. Okay. Then she's a primary plot point. Everybody's yep. assuming that she's going to be the one who kills Hawkeye and then his daughter. I mean, they're not even hiding it. Like, he's cast as Clint Barton. The girl cast as his daughter is cast as Hawkeye. So this is not, they're not they're make, not making any ball any uh, any balls. They're not making any balls. Uh, um, uh, balls, balls, balls. What the hell is the worm thing? They're not hiding Red the fact balls that balls of steel. That, that's going to you know why they're not hiding it, Dana? Because they're going <laughs> to swerve everybody, as they always do. Because yeah. some swerves are good, some are not. Loki was eight episodes. Eight episodes of. Fantastic, pure gold, captivating, pure gold writing, but also the mouse saying, "Screw you, we can now do whatever we want." Wait, 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 wait. Loki was six episodes. Whatever, six, eight. Hawkeye is eight episodes. Oh, okay. Jared, I don't want to hear you complaining. What? Not enough episodes. That's gonna be the the most. True. I want twenty three episodes per season. (laughs) I wish. This is not 1994 anymore. Production values are a bit higher. You say that, but then last night I watched TNG where Brent Spiner played three different characters the whole episode, and I was highly entertained. Yeah, and if you ever listen to him talk about filming that episode, he absolutely hated it. (laughs) Well, sounds like a lot of work to me. It was a shitload of work. And several times and i still enjoyed it so eh, production value may be a bit overrated at times yeah but you're talking about the fistful of data's episode that was largely filmed on two sets whether it was on the ship or whether it was on the little western town that they so here's something interesting talking about all these shows and everything and i've been going back and re-watching a lot of the later top gear seasons and i i just recently rewatched the one where the the Celebrity guest in an affordably priced car was Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy was asking him, he's like, how is it coming from film to television? And this was back in, what, 2014, 2015, because he was, he was on there for 24. Mm-hmm. And he specifically said, and this is pretty cool, so the writing was on the wall in the industry for many years now. Either that or Kiefer Sutherland is just has the genius foresight, or both. But he said, I think that's going to be the future of entertainment, is going back to TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah. just thought that was pretty interesting. So far, he seems to not be wrong. No, not at all. It helps mm-hmm. that there's 100 streaming services and they're all panicking for content, too. Oh, my God, somebody makes something, even if it's bad. <laughs> the only thing I love about the whole streaming service thing now is... Old stupid-ass, woke-ass ESPN has to basically give their product away right now. They're like, oh, you have Hulu? You have Disney? Do you want ESPN? Please, 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 please? No. (laughs) Do not. No, we don't. They are the worst. The worst of the worst. Okay, I'm going to play a song. Ready? Okay. Can we start with low music? Just how awesome it was. That was great. I do like the music. Like, just 
dissettling dis- death. Yeah. Awesome. You can you can hear the glorious purpose in that music. <laughs> I'll just yeah. I'm I'm just gonna jump in. Everything about the TVA to me was so fascinating because it's like 60s, 70s retro technology, <laughs> along with like hyper advanced futuristic. It's such a fun blend. I loved it. It was fantastic. Agreed. And a good juxtaposition color of orange to offset Loki's green. <laughs> I, mean, I used my college degree there. Do you like that? Ooh. Juxtaposition. Oh, I got real. Yeah. Is that an industry term? <laughs> Did you record a real fart for that one? Uh, you're just going to have to wonder. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yes, Loki. <laughs> Freaking! Even just from the start, that show that show starts with you just going, "Huh? What? Huh?" The entire what? episode is basically going, "Huh? What?" Uh, Trying what? to figure out what's going on. <laughs> That's what I loved about it. Is like, okay, I need another episode right now. More. <laughs> Somebody's windows just Joe? died. No, oh, that's my. his. That's his soundbite. Boom. No. It wasn't a soundbite. That was. Oh, that ex- wasn't. Oh, <laughs> that was Windows going. Was I'm going to shut down now. Goodbye. It tried. <laughs> so the right, compose so- the composer of Loki is Natalie Ann Holt. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking up her other projects, and she's done a lot of she's done the music for a lot of things, but nothing that really jumps out at me as a massive project or things that I knew about, which doesn't invalidate it by any means, but. She once threw some eggs at Simon Cowell on one of those shows. That's the only thing I could find out about her. <laughs> well, she once threw some eggs at Simon Cowell. That, I mean, that seems That kind of makes me like her. <laughs> yeah. Automatically right there. So, But no, I mean, she definitely, uh, it seems like she's she's got 44 credits for composing. Jeez. So she's definitely cut her teeth. But I would say with that intro sequence music, she arrived. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they'll they'll give her some more. She's alive because it was just I don't know. It captured the feeling of the show for sure. It was one of those. It was one of those themes, unlike uh, Wanda and the Viz and Captain Winter, so- Winter Soldier, where you wanted to set through the whole thing because you wanted to listen to it. I, I, so, did Captain have one? I don't even think he had they, one. They had very very short. One. It was it was yeah. a shorter one. So yeah, Captain Bucky, yeah. It's not like the uh, all the Marvel. That was it. <laughs> like in front of like a seventies police car with like a jumping <laughs> high five. Where they freeze in the air. <laughs> oh man, Sam and Bucky, yeah. There you, Sam. I said Captain Bucky. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Spoiler. technically, you're right. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the Loki theme was great. It was om- it was ominous, ominous yet yeah. appropriate. I do like the theme music. Okay, no, there's. Go ahead. Sorry, Jared. The first episode is basically Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston talking. Yeah, the whole episode. You like that? You don't think that was boring? No, that was great. <laughs> Uh, it's because the whole episode was them talking but you're constantly because it's talking and it's those two characters having a back and forth you're you're 
allowed to let your eyes wander the screen. Mm, so you get to you get to you start looking at the backgrounds and the things and the TVA, and you, and it just it's always it's one of those things you're trying to figure out where, even as they talk, you're trying to figure out where this is going before mm. it gets there. It's because it gets your mind wanting to know what's going on. So well, you don't have to convince me. I I loved it. So yeah, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is um, a uh, really good theater actor. I loved their back and forth, those two characters back and forth the whole series. Wow. Uh, Owen Wilson is the surprise of this show. I thought he Agreed. is always the exact same stupid person, <laughs> which is just himself. And wow. not that I don't like him, but it's like he plays, he's extremely stereotyped. Not once did he even say wow. He didn't he say didn't. wow once. <laughs> for it. But he did do his whispering all the time. Yeah. Which is true. How does he do that? But I was super impressed with how he handled everything. I mean, he just made that character very realistic. Yeah, he, he was an interesting character. I don't know. I I went out and bought a jet ski after I finished watching that show. Did <laughs> you put it in that little pond out back? <laughs> Am I missing the jet ski reference? Wait, what? Seriously? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I'm trying Mini to remember. Stroke. I'm trying to Loki. remember a jet, ski, a jet ski scene. He, the Owen the Wilson character, was joke of like Owen Wilson's character was Mobius. obsessed with jet skis. Mobius. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what his previous life was. Right. Well, we assume that okay. we never really we, got. To yeah, see we it. never really got to see what his previous life was. But that was mm-hmm. once they realized that they were variants of themselves. It, that it, was. it was insinuated. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Loki. Appointment number one, no, and all no, the no. memes of no Shatalik telling telling uh, telling them to get this man a jet ski. <laughs> it's That's it's the thing. It's the scene from Infinity War where Shatala tells get this man a shield. shield. It and it it shows that it shows Owen Wilson and it says get this man a jet ski. Somebody yeah. dubbed it. It's there were like wow. a, it was all over the place after that episode. I didn't see it uh, on at least on Facebook for memes. Okay, I didn't see it. Why did I just I see an alligator? Oh, not a cr- alligator. It's a croc. <laughs> Loki. It's croc-a-loki. Oh, uh, <clears throat> no, it was a pair of crocs with Loki's helmet on it. I've oh. seen that too. Oh, right. like the shoes. Yes. Okay. The shoes. All right. I not have not app. seen... I've not seen oh. very many Loki memes at all. I don't know if I'm just not oh. following the right pages or what. but I just sent two of them to you. Enjoy. There you go. <laughs> what was that from? Oh my god. Glorious. Holy, holy awesome. euphoric recall. That was a video game for sure. Yes. Which video game was that? It was Mario, wasn't it? No. No. That, uh. Was that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. Nope. Zelda. It was Zelda? Zelda. Nope. <laughs> Alex right now is yelling at you guys oh, so I know, dude. loudly. It's driving me freaking crazy. It's I, I know that sound. Just say it. Play it again, Sam. Okay. Is that when you win Mike Tyson's punch out? It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> wow. It's not. It's really it's not. not. It's not. What game is it? Final Fantasy. 
Oh yeah, the game I never played. Okay, yeah, that's why I couldn't get it. I never played yeah. those either. You guys couldn't get that though, Alex. You literally just gave Alex a heart attack. So congratulations! Yay! I'm sorry. I'm just obsessed with this glorious porpoise. Yes, <laughs> glorious porpoise. That's great. Glorious porpoise. Uh. All right, let's let's talk about the Loki variants then. Oh, that's um, the well, episode which... or. Do we talk since since the the main Loki is a variant himself? Do we start with him? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I so when this started, I was immediately struck by the way Tom played this role, or the way they had Tom play this role, because he was essentially the Loki from 2012 that got pulled out of the world right as he was trying to take over Earth. So this was the like the evil. More evil than mischievous, uh, mischievous Loki. It was the uh, fairly ruthless Loki, you know, that that we started out with. And the instant that he was transported to the TVA, he played the part like the Loki that was ultimately killed by Thanos. He went through all of the subsequent movies and all the subsequent adventures, became more of a sympathetic character than the big bad or a big bad. And and like I said, the Loki that was ultimately killed by Thanos. So he played the role as soon as he was teleported, like the Loki that we came to know over the years, instead of the Loki that he was when he was pulled out of time. And that really confused me. I was like, why is he all of a sudden playing this role differently? So, again, I think you've missed a very key plot point here. Mobius left him in the office, probably on purpose, so he could read his file and watch everything. Yeah, but... And, I... he's, and he saw that, in the end, none of it freaking mattered. It, he, he saw that it caused the destruction of his home world. He saw that it caused the death I... of his father. Yeah. He saw but... that it caused... Like, the whole point of this show, at least what I got out of it, was kind of Loki growing up, or at least that variant, that version of Loki growing up and realizing, like... Hey, the whole point of being like the god of tricks is pointless and useless and never gets me anywhere. Well, yeah. I know what you're talking about, and I also thought that it was very strange that he would accept that as truth. Why right? would so he? so easily? I mean, you've got this guy you've never met before in a place where everything is very mysterious and and Loki's trying to figure out how to get out of it. And why does he automatically I'll trust that what they're being shown is the truth? When he, when he opened that um, case or that cart and all the Infinity Stones were in there and they were completely powerless mm -hmm. and his magic is taken away and he can't run away, like, he knew he was caught and he was, like, like he had to play by their rules or he was going to be doomed. Yeah. that's And the director said it best that this show is about self-acceptance and when you think about that, it makes everything make sense that why Loki would go from Basically, like Dana was saying, his most evil point to, oh, crap, I've, like, fallen and I've fallen hard. And it takes, I mean, he and Mobis obviously have somewhat of a connection, but it's obviously not until he really connects with Sylvie that he finally realizes that he could be something different. The other thing, so the other thing that I, I, I look at is that he and we've mentioned it because he was able to read through his file. He saw the Infinity Stones were pointless. 
in the TVA. Um, it allowed him to do all of that growing up without all of the pain involved. So basically, instead of him being pissed at his father while he was caged in Asgard. So it was a plot device. It, yeah, it, it basically, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But basically it allowed him to do all that without constantly being pissed by whoever he was dealing with in the normal process of time. So where the Loki that we saw all the way up through Thanos snapping his neck went through all of the, the turning on Thor in dark world, hating his father, taking his father's role, all of that stuff, because he was constantly looking at those people as the, the the crux of his, of his life. And he realized that none of that mattered. And he, and, and it basically allowed the character to grow almost instantly because he realized doing all that had no point. The instantaneous learning you just mentioned is, is where it was what I don't buy. Um, because the way, you know, the same as for Loki and Thor and everybody else in the, in the Marvel universe, whether they're superheroes or people in armor or gods or whatever, or normal schlubs like us, we learn through our successes and our failures and the pain and the happiness that comes with both. And, I just don't buy that he's sitting there watching a video of what everything else that happened is immediately going to change him. I just don't buy it. But I can see it. So, you know, they use it as a plot device. They're like, oh, suddenly now Loki knows what, you know, what happened. And we move forward from there. I didn't like that. I thought that was cheap. I thought it was, you know, just convenience, you know. And it kind of tainted everything else for me. Um, it's not to say that I hated the series. I just, um, I was disappointed that what I really wanted and what the trailers implied was that Loki has the Tesseract and now the trailers implied, and I know that this is Disney and Marvel saying, uh, 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 not so fast, but it implied. And what got me excited was that the potential for, a series kind of like a quantum leap Doctor Who mashup where Loki is going around through time or the multiverse and ultimately that changes him from the character that he was to the character that we saw him become over time. I thought that was a missed opportunity, but you know, they completely went in a different direction. So Well Adam. Go ahead, Jared. I was gonna say I was gonna say there was I I I just I I'm gonna disagree with you just a hair because it's okay I'll kill you later yeah I know um, <laughs> the there was a there was at least a good giant step of instant learning I agree with you I agree with you and it kind of was weird but honestly when you're watching a series I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about it at the mm. time um, so you bringing up the fact that he changed into like post Thanos Loki right in the middle of the middle of the second episode or first episode, yeah. I didn't even really notice it. There was still old Loki for several more episodes beyond the first one where he kept tip to like, dabbing his toe back in on the other side. Um, even like, yeah, but he did that whole, all along the whole scheming, scheming back plot of taking over the TVA. Yeah. That's old Loki, not new Loki. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that, he was still it, looking to conquer. Yes, right, but the glorious his all as all as we find out with all Loki's the glorious purpose of it all. <laughs> um, it that's old Loki. It wasn't until you got to uh, female Loki and their connection, which I think is great and really weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you see do you see his entire demeanor change even past Thanos right. Loki? Because he's right. not living for the glorious purpose at that point. And again, or, that was a natural progression. Yes. It wasn't so that's some, why I'm saying I, right. I, there was a, a good jump, but then there was still that continuous change of character. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. But like again, like I said, it was a natural progression for the character. It wasn't just oh, my mom died because I did this and they showed it to me on a video. You know, it, 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 I, I'll disagree. I don't. I don't think he ch- was changed in that moment at all. It might have set the seed, you know, coming face to face with your mortality. Maybe that sets the seed of for him to start changing. But he was clearly still trying in the next episode, and then even the episode with Sylvie, he was still trying to boss her around. And it wasn't until again he came face to face with his actual mortality when they were going to die on that planet together. And then they were saved. Suddenly he was like, Oh, I think that is when he finally started to take the steps forward. So I don't think that or when he constantly got beat down by body positivity time cop. (laughs) Well, and that's the other thing. Yeah. They just kept making fun of the fact that you have no power here. Stop (laughs) trying. So I, I think, I don't think he was changed at the beginning. I think it really did take most of the series. Which, when you get to the end of the series, you see how the two Loki variants are opposed, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, but not really that. But it's it's he might have been changed a little bit at the beginning from seeing all that stuff. But he plays his hand wonderfully well. I mean, he is the trickster god for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw this in um, what was Ragnarok. it? Was it Ragnarok? No, whatever one where they're on that planet and he fights Hulk. That was Ragnarok, Ragnarok right? Yeah. That's Ragnarok. He goes through the whole thing and like bonds with Thor, trying to escape that planet, and then inevitably yeah. tries to double cross him in the end again. And you think, right? You know, there's a, there's a big chunk of that movie where you think he's going to change, and you know, very... there's there was definitely some growth in the character yeah, during he... this entire show. He's a very. I unique... think that I think that that experience in Mobius's office at the very beginning was definitely an eye-opening experience for him in the sense that it showed him, like, hey, none of it amounted to anything. I think that was the impetus for him to open up to be able to change, but he played Mr. Nice Guy all along because he was never really on the side of the TVA. He was always on his side until he realized what it eventually gets him. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he progresses as a character in the future, though, especially after now being the ultimate betrayal, the betrayal of himself. And I also love, like, it you lose sight that Sylvie is just another variant of him because they wrote that character so well, but she is Loki. I I just think it's hilarious and perfectly Loki that he's such a narcissist that the only person he ever fell in love with was basically himself. That was, that was the weird, that was the weird yet cool thing that I was talking about. (laughs) And there was uh, that, I can't remember what episode it was, but there were some very Doctor Who moments, especially with her. She was she had a very Doctor Who feeling. I, I would look at my wife every now and then and be like, are we watching Doctor Who? Like, <laughs> good Doctor Who? You know, that old show? <laughs> yeah, good Doctor Who, yeah. 
And I like the I and I honestly once they introduce Sylvie and how her and the difference between the two of them where he's still scheming and she's just blunt to the point with what she's what she's after and what she's doing and how that slowly switches to, towards what not really switches but he becomes less mischievous and she still goes, keeps going down she's still after her glorious purpose she's still revenge. after that glorious purpose of revenge and yeah. it it's basically to the point where she's almost mad with it where yeah. he's completely realized that that's not the point like in the last episode he's the one talking sense and she's yeah. not she's yeah exactly i th- i love that switch because she was the one it. telling him to stop doing that stop yeah. scheming stop doing whatever and then he did and then he did he does and she doesn't believe him and then they're exactly on the reverse sides of where mm-hmm. they were where he's now telling her the truth and she still doesn't believe it and she still she's still hell bent on her yeah her chaotic purpose <laughs> glorious purpose, uh-huh. <laughs> chaotic purpose. it ended up being a chaotic purpose <laughs> yeah very so it, it was interesting that she'd been fighting that her whole life mm-hmm. and and it was enough that the tom hiddleston loki variant was sort of trying to change her mind and then in the end yeah. nope right revenge was yeah yep all she could really think about anymore so what do we think of uh, Kang? <laughs> uh, I loved it. I I assumed... <laughs> you can ask my wife. I called it pretty early. I was like, this is Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and the only thing that makes sense is that Kang would be behind it. Yeah. Only because you know that Kang is the next big baddie in the MCU. Um, yeah. I didn't know how they were going to play it off. or I assumed Jonathan R- Richards would... Jonathan Majors would make an appearance at some point. Um, but I was, even with that, I was still blown away when he showed up because he played it like so off the wall. And like this guy who's just like so incredibly excited to have something new yeah. that he doesn't know is going to happen. I thought it was really, really cool. Wait, who's John- Jonathan who? Uh, Majors, the guy who plays King. Jonathan Majors. The guy what, who plays Kang. Who did he play Kang in? Uh, who did he play Kang? What movie did he play Kang in? Um, uh, the new Ant Man movie. He's gonna be the baddie. Is that the name of the guy that played him in this show? Yeah, it's the oh, same guy. I was thinking he had a. Like, I thought he had like an African name or something. I saw in the credits. Wow. No, I thought in the credits. I think I assumed. Wow, I was him. you sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I said good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was just confused because I thought you were talking. You about get different nothing. <laughs> why are you quoting Willy Wonka all of a sudden? Well, why not? It's a good movie. Uh, so, I don't know that much about Kang, but I know that he is this big baddie, right? And has time travel stuff, powers, and things. The fact that they basic MCU again did the nice little cute swerve where they say, Hey, Kang is the bad guy, but you're going to get a thousand different versions of him over the next X right. amount of years. And apparently, this was the best of them. The, well, the most powerful, I would say. Yeah. Or at least the most cunning. 
His, um, his name is Immortus. Yeah. Yeah. His nickname. And he's supposed to be the most powerful version of Kang, but the least evil. Evil, right. That's what I meant. The least and evil. I used the word benevolent with my wife, and she took great umbrage with that. So let's put this into perspective, though. Let's say that there's, like, Mortius. Immortus. What is that his name? Is that what you said? Immortus. Immortus. And he's, like, 100% the most powerful, but least evil. And then you have... So he's like the Diet Coke of evil. <laughs> no. Well, he's yeah, the okay. Coke Zero but, of evil. But evil. powerful enough to basically make every Infinity Stone into a paperweight. So even if you get, like... Powerful enough to win the multiverse war. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and turn every Infinity Stone into a paperweight. Yeah. Um... What if what happens to the ninety nine percent most powerful, but evil guy? Like that's that's a big baddie we're he about gets to see. Barely defeated. Well, that's gonna be that's a really <laughs> awesome. He's defeated he, at great great cost. He could be the uh, bad guy for ever. As long as they want him to be because once you kill one, you just have another variant show up. It's fantastic. How about the uh, sudden reveal that everything we have seen up to this point was predetermined. Yeah, that's cool. That's it makes weird. sense. It's so it, weird. I think I think it's it shows how powerful this character is. But now everything like, that happens from here on is not, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Including maybe going back and screwing things up. I don't know. Yeah. When when you know that on on the horizon we're getting some crazy, crazy stories being told. Uh, as far as like, you have the Spider- what if the what if series starting in August. Yeah, but what if isn't canon? It's just for fun. no. But it, it, you, they could play it as multiverse. You know, oh, that's like, true. I guess they could. Yeah, the um, um, immortal or um, Eternals. Eternals. Yes, thank you. <laughs> what what is this stupid name? Eternals. I was not super excited for, but it. I after seeing this with Loki. It completely makes sense why they're suddenly decided to show up and help. Yeah, or, yeah. Because they know, oh crap, things are about to get really out of hand. Let's see, what else do we have coming up? We got Shang Chi, which, again, Shang-Chi. origin origin story may or may not have a lot to do with the multiverse. Probably not. Thing. Um. Eternals is kind of an origin story too, but I'm sh- I, it has to tie in. Yeah, but doesn't it? Does it take place um, as an origin story, or does it kind of start that way as exposition and then move That's into true. like modern times? Yeah, it may. That's I the way know. the trailer kind of made it look. Trailers are deceiving. Yeah, we know that. The Spider-Man movie is got. Several different versions of different characters, or of the same characters, I should say. So, I won't spoil anything, but yeah. I really hope they handle this multiverse thing well. I'm excited about it because you're going to start getting in a rut because we've had 23 movies, right? Or is is Black Widow 24? I can't remember. I don't know. It's a lot. Somewhere around there. It's a lot. So, to start keeping that many movies in one little universe, it's 
I mean, it's only going to get more and more difficult for every show that they're now adding, every movie. Because a movie's only a couple hours. Now they're doing these shows that are six hours, eight hours. Like, ugh. Yeah. I think you and Kevin Feige and his team are going to be like, what the hell's going on? I'm just, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful to how they're going to go forward. And the reason I say that is because, all right, so Wanda and Viz was the first show to come out during this downtime, which was Amazeballs. Then Sam and Buck came out, which was even more Amazeballs. And then Loki came out, which was even more Amazeballs than that. So, like, clearly the talent is in the room and they can make it happen. Agreed. Well, and this allows them the freedom, I think, to do even more now. Because they have so many different, wildly different stories going on. And it makes sense, quote-unquote, from a story. Because it's a different universe. It's this this Fox universe over here where, you know, um, what's his name? Wolverine has apparently been talking to Kevin Feige. I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) You said you were never going to do it again. Oh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah, he, he's... Thank you. Dude, he's way too old to play that role anymore. Yeah. They would have to do the little CGI de-aging thing, and that would just be... Oh, they're going to do it. You wait. Unauthentic. Inauthentic. Inauthentic. So, so, one of the best moments of Loki, for me, was the very last thing that happened in the credits... Loki will Loki will return for season two. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it was yes. pretty cool that he shows up and starts ranting at Morbius and B two or B fifteen or whatever her name is. Body positivity like, time cop. <laughs> and the timelines had already changed that quickly. Yeah, they didn't know who he was. I was like, oh no. I feel like I'm being Alex when I call her that, but that's all I could think of. <laughs> Definitely, probably Alex would. That would be something Alex would say. <laughs> what was that? The 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 lead um, hunter. I call her body positivity time cop. Oh. <laughs> well, re- God rest his soul, since you guys killed him earlier. Who did we kill? Oh yeah, we we gave Alex a heart attack. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Alex later, so now you're trying to. I'm excited. I convinced Alex to reserve his seat, Coglan. Oh. He said, he said, should I try to get one in the same row as you or across from you? And I sent him a message back and I said, across from me, so I can look into those beautiful dead eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I won't see each other. Uh, Because of the monitors. Yeah, monitors are big. Well, I, I'll I'll be on my laptop. So, will you? If if any of you decide to get a gaming laptop, mm. go with MSI. This this one that I got for very well certainly wasn't inexpensive, but compared to the other options, it was kind of inexpensive, and it is a beast. Mm. It's a really good machine. Up until my newest gaming, quote unquote, gaming laptop. Both of my previous ones were MSI. So, I don't disagree. Hey, let's finish up Loki. I know. Oh, are we not done? We'll start to finish up. What'd you guys think of the D.B. Cooper spot? I thought that That was cool. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) Yeah. 
I thought that was I cool. It that was in the trailer. They didn't explain it, but it was like okay. And the fact that it was just Thor daring him to do it is what made it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, the episode where they're in the where they're after he gets zapped away and everybody's like, "Oh my god, they killed him!" No. And oh, everyone's still alive at the end of time. Yeah. Um, and we see all the other ver- versions of Loki. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had to. I ended up watching a YouTube where he where they explained the vote Loki one because I had never seen that before. Vote Loki. The one. The the one that the the one that was in the suit that came in with the large group to take over. Oh. Had the vote Loki badge on it on him. Okay. Anna, did you actually watch the show? <laughs> Well, that whole that whole thing with all the multiple Jesus. Lokis was over so damn quick. I wanted more of it. <laughs> no, you're you're right. I I was not happy that I look. I was looking forward to President Loki the whole show, and he was on screen for ten seconds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then everybody started fighting. I was like, why? It should have been the whole episode was about it. Whatever. Um, that and that and the the fact that old Loki is badass as. All get out. Now see that I've, was I've read amazing. I've read that that was Loki from Marvel Earth six one six, the comic books. Okay, like the original. It was the original costume and everything. Yes. And how cool was it that he used? I mean, he like Richard E. Grant played that so well, even though he was wearing yellow underwear. Yeah. And just built that entire, you know, that that gigantic version of Asgard up to to distract the smoke monster from Lost, and then they. You know, so they could get in there and, and enchant it or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. And I wanted to see more out of all of the Lokis. And it was like, hey, we've got our lair and we're just going to sit down and talk for a while. And then all these other Lokis show up and we have a big fight and they kill each other. And it was over. I thought, oh, that was... I love that when he's like trying to figure out why the little kid Loki's in charge. And he's like, he's oh, actually the oldest event. He's like, I killed Thor. And he's just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> and I read an interview with, uh, I think it was a director or the writer or something, said he's actually the oldest one there. Huh. Kid well, because he would have had yeah. to kill Thor when he was super young. He was, so. well, right. So he was killed when he was really young, long, long time ago, sent to the end yep. of time where he never aged. Yep. Yeah. So, so he would be wow. one of the oldest. I also think it was cool how old Loki explained how he got out of the Thanos uh net breaking that yeah. he was able to survive yeah. it and yeah. and then and then yes when he summoned <laughs> asgard basically <laughs> i'm like holy <laughs> shit. No. that that wasn't asgard that was oz it was Oz. Yeah. <laughs> i mean was the, i mean i mean the first version the first version of asgard from the first thor looked like oz so <laughs> technically well, hey, it could and that maybe that's what his Asgard looked like. Right. Maybe yeah. it was. Well, and it did. Like, if you've seen a lot of the Golden Age comic books pictures of Asgard, it was very similar to that. I thought that was a neat tie-in. And how and how our Loki or the variant Loki that we're now watching yes. is immediately like looks at Sylvia and he's like Sylvia looks at him and like how and he's like we're stronger than we think. <laughs> Like even he still doesn't understand just how strong mm-hmm. their powers are, mm-hmm. and I hope that that they. I'm hoping that's one of those things they keep going back to, right? As the season progresses, well, because in season he's two. always used them for little trickstery, yeah. mischievous ways. Exactly. Yeah, he's never in my hand. He's never explored his full pew, potential. Pew pew. 
I've used it hey, to summon. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sad that they didn't do get help. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thor wasn't like there. <laughs> hey, we get a second season to dive into that stuff. Yes, I'm yes. sure they will. <laughs> and they'll have to. Uh, who knows what they'll be doing? I don't know. I, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to if they if all of this comes back around to where the whatever Avengers are still left, if they're even going to do any more movies, happen to dead. show back up at the end of one of the phases again, and Loki, this variant Loki, shows up and Thor goes berserk. No. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that... Because he saw him die. Right. He saw his Loki die. Why didn't but... we see Natasha at the end of, the to- of, the end of time? Because she wasn't... <laughs> she what, is, what word was that? That they used for when they deleted people. Prune, prune, prune. Thank you. Pruned, pruning people. Yeah. Mm, prune juice. The warriors drink. The thing is, is that the way that that the way that 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 pruning looked, it looked like they were being vaporized. So it was really interesting to see yeah. that they were just getting zapped somewhere. <laughs> like that's no. a really dark looking tele- teleporter you got there. <laughs> it looked like they were being dematerialized. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Brown. That whole episode Strong. where where Mobius gets gets it and then Loki gets it, I'm like, no, no. And then they yeah. use the end credit scene to let everybody know, nope, nope, he's still here. Yeah, yeah I I'm like, it would have been no. Wow, that's a that's a bold choice. And then when they got rid of the, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, I thought, okay, so Sylvie's gonna wrap this show up. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of, and then you guys said, "Oh, you missed the the after, the after credit scene." I went back and watched it. See, honestly, I would have because there hadn't been one to that point. I, I kind of wish they yeah. had that. That was the only episode that had an after credit scene, mm. and yes, I kind of wish they would have not done it. Oh, you mean mm. wait till the next week? Yes, make you wait <laughs> the whole next week thinking mm. that he was dead, mm. and okay, then come I, back and every, explain it. Every Marvel show, I I fast forward through the whole. All of the credits. I'm like, you're not gonna get one over on me. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'd like you guys to do that because just don't. Yeah. I mean, on, honestly, after missing the one end credit scene uh, in Wanda and the Viz, I started watching all of them just to make sure. I fast forward just to make sure that there's something not something at the end. Mm-hmm. So, but I was yeah, like, well, the way that mm-hmm. that cliffhanger with him derezzing, I was like. Oh my god! And they should just left it alone. Not give it a week to stir, <laughs> and watch the internet explode because they killed him. And Marvel could just sit back and go <laughs> yeah. when the next episode starts, and he's in the he's in the end of time. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying that now, having already seen true that. Oh, they, I would have been pissed I was for a week. Say, you would have been just fuming, and because like, like, I kind of was at the end of that. I was like, "Well, this is just where they go now," you know. And then you said, "Oh, there's a scene. You need to watch it." But I'm that's like, the thing. I'm like, that's the thing is like Marvel could just sit back and laugh. Yeah, because you it, as everybody blowing up at them over the course of a week, knowing that he's still alive when the next episode hits on Friday. It, it's <laughs> one of those things where Marvel just doesn't want to take the heat like that for a week. <laughs> And troll their fa- and troll people for that long, so they just have to let it go for like two minutes until you get to the end credit scene. Yeah, I, I, mean, I get exactly. what you're saying because it would be it would be very, 
satisfying to see all of the toxic responses on Twitter and all this other stuff for a week. Eh, you shouldn't have killed but Tom's character like... off. And then, you know, for the, to come back and for them to be proven completely wrong, yes, that would be very satisfying. And it would be very old school TV cliffhanger-ish to where you have to yeah. wait, where you have to wait three months, three to four months. Or longer. Or longer to see what happens at the end of a cliffhanger. Having people be pissed for a week would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> Babylon 5, when we saw Sheridan jump into the hole, into the pit at Zahadoom, we had to wait almost eight months exactly. to see what happened. Now, <laughs> through that, there's nothing more than best of both worlds. Yes. That was a it, good one, too. Although the theories... The theories immediately arose that, oh, well, they know what Picard knows now, so they'll be ready for it. But, yeah, I, I it was that was a, one of the greatest cliffhangers as well. Yeah. They were also saying, uh, well, they're gonna they're writing Picard off the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah, there was a lot more um, anyway. ambiguity back then. Yeah. Nobody knew for I sure. I want to know in season two of Loki when we're going to get Loki versus Iron Fist fighting over who gets to keep the colors of green and yellow. Well, now <laughs> you just need to play the sound effect. That's the only reason I said it. But I'm more <laughs> <laughs> But I had that thought, and then I thought, wait a minute. This is the perfect excuse to bring in those Marvel Netflix shows and all yep. those characters. Mm. Yep. It's just another universe that's branched off. Mm-hmm. They've started to. Woohoo! They've already. And it would also it also kind of explains why you know because there was a couple of things that were happening, especially in the Defenders, where you're like, um, "This is New York. Where where is Tony Stark or right. anybody?" Yeah, and I mean, they it explains that they make mention to them. They, and, it was very briefly alluded to yeah. in the first season of Daredevil, but after that, they kind of walked away from it. Yeah, um, which I get. You know, you're trying to establish your little pocket of the MCU. Um, but yeah, there's a hot pocket. I heard a hot pocket. Hot pocket. So that being said, it's, it's not nothing that's been released or shown on TV, but the guy who plays daredevil has already, at least on social media, posted pictures of him on Marvel's lot. Mm. So they yeah. already are bringing them back. Mm. They're in going to be in some of the stuff that's coming out. No, all we Charlie Cox is the only one confirmed doing anything. True. I'm and not. That's, that's Daredevil. Last season. Yeah, that's, that's Daredevil. That's Daredevil. Yes, Charlie Daredevil. If they, the problem is, is like if if they only bring I, I wouldn't. I'm not too worried if they don't bring back Jessica Jones. <laughs> or, or Iron like Fist or Iron <laughs> Fist but if they don't bring back uh, Punisher yes if they don't bring back Shane as Punisher <laughs> sorry <No. laughs> Don Bernthal yeah. if they don't bring Dude. him back as Punisher I will be irritated because <laughs> that was such a good version of him and I would like to see Luke Cage again too because that was probably my was, favorite series especially where they left the story exactly. where he yeah. is like taking over harlem as the anti-hero i don't really know like <laughs> yeah the, dude uh, oh that was a yeah that was an intriguing <laughs> ending i just yeah, had a thought good. of that they were basically they basically turned him into the black kingpin sort of yeah at yeah. the end of and that you show. don't know if he's gonna be good or bad 
Well, he oh, shoved off or it, somewhere in between. He shoved off his uh, angel on his shoulder at the end of that episode. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure bad is the way it's going. Well, wow. again, like that's that's, that's the other one. The um, what's his name? Edgar. Your your bones are hanging off your skin. The guy who played um, King Ben D'Onofrio. Yep. Yes. My God, if you can bring him back. Oh, oh yeah. Cool, cool. And with all the and with way this is with the way this is starting to look like it's going to pan out with multi multiverse being the core the core of like every bit of plot that's going on for the next ten some years, you could do anything with any of these characters and it would be great. Yeah, because it because at the end we go back to what Alex thought with Infinity Wars is we're just going to reset everything. You can do that because you're. Diving into the multiverse in time, so yeah, I wouldn't even call it a reset. It's just like let's, it's like let's become actual comic books now, where we just go. We actually, I found a song <laughs> to sort of encapsulate <laughs> what the MCU is becoming. You ready? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much right true. now. I can see that that's the way that they're going. We are very much. Is it one of the movies series. coming up legitimately called Multiverse of Madness or something Doctor like that? Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Strange and Wanda visit the multiverse. Yeah. That was one of the memes that I just saw was a picture of Wanda and Loki in a car <laughs> after the, both of their shows. And, they're, and they're, it's a picture of Doctor Strange like, get in. Because <laughs> we're Get basically in, nerds, we're gonna do science. Yeah. I mean, multiverse. Well, they're apparently going to make a magic. single episode explaining the crocodile Loki, and all it is is going to be a clip show of classic Steve Irwin bits of him catching crocodiles. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't, I don't want to anger dead Alex, zombie Alex, but it was an alligator, not a crocodile. Still Whatever. cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the rounded nose. I like turtles. That that was a um, one theory that I saw um, somebody making that at the end of Wanda, where she starts hearing her kids, uh-huh. that that could be the moment where the multiverse started started to split. Maybe. Yeah, ooh, and that's why she could suddenly hear them because they did. They exist somewhere. Time. They exist somewhere in time and space. Yeah, yeah. They immediately started. I thought, oh, that's oh, so cool. That's a good. That's a really good theory. It's funny they uh, they they teased Mephisto so hard in that series, and now, now it's, they could it's do it. Kang, who's going to be the big. Well, no, guy. they could still go that route. They oh, they could. Yeah, but they could bring him back. Overall, I think Kang is going to be the. Well, um, with Loki ending and Kang's being Kang's portrait being what's on the wall now. I definitely going well, and the okay. giant statue instead of the time masters. Or exactly. Keepers I'm definitely going okay. They're definitely pushing him as the big villain for he, this. I kept set. calling them the time lords. <laughs> the time lords. <laughs> I like that actually. They're robots. They are because they've got they've they have the small. They have the next phase of of bad guys for Earth's level. With it, which is you know whatever Madam Hydra and her Thunderbolts, Dark <laughs> Avengers, whatever they end up calling them. <laughs> the Brat, um, Brat Pack. Yes, hopefully Red Hawk. Red Hawk. Oh, <laughs> they transform General Ross into Red Hawk. That'd be Dude, cool. Specifically, in Black Widow, made a point about him having health problems, and he said, "Oh, I've got it taken care of." And I was like, "Red uh, Hawk." 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember oh. that. That just, of course, requires them to write Green Hulk correctly. Ugh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's the only one that could they could face off against him. <sighs> well, we know Abomination is in yes. Shang-Chi because yes. the director or Kevin Feige, somebody confirmed that. Feige. Yes, Abomination. I was like, oh, okay. it's, so, it's so clearly him because it's like it's a it's a perfect amalgamation of what he looked like in Incredible Hulk versus s- standard you know, Marvel lore with the big fins behind the ears and the scales and yeah yeah yep. I'm looking forward to that it's gonna be fun all right what else do you guys got sumo pants sumo pants sumo pants. Wow! <laughs> wow! I'm, I'm good. Our shows. I don't know. We're gonna need the, the. We're gonna Every need the. What the hell? What the? <laughs> we're that gonna funny? need the original space pants back when when Thor: Love and Thunder comes out or Guardians yeah, Three. That's true. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, next podcast will probably be, I assume, Suicide Squad. Yeah. When does that when does that come out? Uh like August August eleventh. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Me too. That looks great. Even though old sellout <laughs> Cena. So disappointing. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm I'm waiting to I'm waiting to laugh at the bag of dicks line again. So. <laughs> yeah, you would be waiting for the bag of dicks. Uh, oh no. no. Hello. Oh it's August sixth. That's oh, next Friday. It is. Yep. Wowza! When is Wait, uh, what? Marvel What That's If? That's not next Friday. Yeah, I just looked at a calendar. Okay, but it is the whole... <laughs> not this Friday, next Friday. Oh, I guess it's Sunday you're saying oh. that. Okay, I got you. Well, technically. Yeah. It was a Friday. Yeah, it's not uh, this coming Friday, it's the Friday after. Yes, Friday after next. Next versus last. Doesn't make any sense. When does um, What If start? Is that August 11th? Mm, maybe that's where my brain was going. Let's look. What, what Marvel if. What If. By the way, if you didn't watch yes. the... August um, 11th. It is. Okay. Jared found it. Is. it. Jared found it. Yep. I, it, yeah. It is. Yep. Yep. If, if you didn't watch what? If you didn't watch the making of Loki, the... Assembled! Yes. Jar. Yes. There's one for Loki. So if you haven't watched that, it's okay. It's a lot of it's a lot of Tom Hiddleston voiceovers. <laughs> did they did they talk about how they had to sew quick access patches in Sylvie's super suit so she could breastfeed her kid in between takes? No, but I, I there are apparently a lot of women who were like that, so I'm just I weird. thought that was pretty fascinating, quite honestly. I'm not even trying to it make a joke about it. I thought you were totally trying to make a joke. No, because you can't tell looking at the suit. No, it's really cool. I kept looking. I, I said, uh, I "Yeah, he did." Oh my <laughs> Why did you tell me about that? Because now I'm just looking for these scenes. Anyway, I did. Uh, no, I did. no. What really happened is Rye was like, "Why do you keep looking at her boobs?" And you're like, "I'm looking for the seams." <laughs> There's a flap somewhere. <laughs> the seams. Her outfit. I did like the fact that she made just to the fact that she hated it yeah. in the show. <laughs> She's like, can you summon me another outfit? Mm, summon. 
So one of the things I'm looking forward with What If, kind of looking forward, it's kind of remiss, but this will be the last time we get to hear uh, Chadwick as Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's Because they, they did all of that before his passing. Bombay. So that'll be I interesting. Love, I love that they have confirmed that they're not going to recast the role of T'Challa, that they're yeah. just going to move the story on. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a good move. I yeah. like that they're going to do that. I agree. I, I hope Shuri what? gets to do it. That would be fun. I was hoping, honestly, I was hoping Shuri would become the next Iron Man. Yeah. She's got the, she's got the tech for it. She's got the they, they created everything it for it. Already. So, um, but yeah. I mean, even if she becomes the next Black Panther, that'd be awesome. But I just thought that she would make a really awesome Iron Man. How is Marvel allowing that? That doesn't allowing make any sense. So, I just read something this morning that... Um, Mm-hmm. Emily Clark, or Emma Clark, Emilia Clark. Clark. Yes, she's the the yeah, she's mother mother Daenerys. of dra- I, mother of dragons is basically what I told when I when I mentioned her to Deb. Yes. I, that's what I called her. Um, <laughs> she's being cast to the re- replace Twat Waffle in Aquaman. Yeah. Yes, um, but I'm also just reading an article that Amanda she's Turner. also been cast in the MCU yes. for the upcoming Secret, Secret Invasion series. Yes, like I've also. So now we have. I thought I thought D, I thought DCU characters were not allowed in the MCU. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's not a rule. It's not a rule. Okay. Well, I mean, Ryan Reynolds has been in both. True, so. but not recent. Wow, uh, he's coming back. Yeah. Well, oh, dude, I cannot wait. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I can't wait for Nice Guy to finally come Me out too. or whatever it's called. It does look fun. Where he's the NPC that becomes yeah. self-aware. Yes. When is that? Oh, is it's it? been pushed back for like the last two years. This is I think the first it comes time I've ever driven October a car. Now. I wish you told me that. <laughs> is it free? free? Stop pushing boobies. There was a um, there was a little spot for it. There's this new thing that he's doing on YouTube called Reynolds Reacts, <laughs> and he's he's sitting next to Korg on a couch, and they watch the yes. thing. <laughs> they, yeah. they watch the trailer for Nice Guy. I saw that. Oh. And so the guy that's directing Nice Guy is Korg, Tiawati or whatever the guy's name is. Taika Watiti. Yeah, and even Korg is like, Ryan Reynolds says something about like everybody with these weird accents. And he's like, oh, I've heard he's, that's a director called Tiawatiti. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. So the movie's called Free Guy. Free Guy. It's supposed to be in theaters on the 13th of August. Oh, nice! So I have to see two two movies next weekend. Jeez, yeah, wow, yeah. Movies, the movies, are, the movies that are coming out are for, that I want to go see are starting to pick up. So. Nice. Did you ever hear Taika tell the story where he got Korg's voice? No, no. He had a landlord once <laughs> that talked just like that. That's hilarious. Another and day, like, another. I'm going to use this for Korg. <laughs> hey man, are you going to talk hey, like this? Hey man, gonna go down there and do. Oh my God, the hammer pulled you off. <laughs> uh, piss off, That's ghost! <laughs> piss off, ghost! <laughs> it's freaking it's gone. Uh, another day, another Doug. Nope. Uh, whoops. Adam's computer right. is telling him to <laughs> end. What are Good. Doing? What are you clicking on? Um, no, I'm pressing the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) 
on a window that you can't the type computer's in? computer's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Adam's having technical difficulties. Yep, technical double goal is what we do, right? Pretty much. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, my uh -huh. God. Stop it! Pulled you off. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have a good one. Later. Are we good? Are we done? I think. Yeah. Ooh. Next time. Know. We need you don't, have, you don't. You don't have extra music. Outro. Oh. Outro music. Here's your outro I'll music. Do it Ready? In post. Hello there. Welcome to Car Talk with Martok. Rip off Smirnoff.